You are listening to the Addiction Support Podcast, episode number three. Hi, Oak Creek Wellness family. Welcome to Addiction Support Podcast, where I talk with inspiring people who share their knowledge and experience of addiction and what's working for them. This is addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. I'm your host, Melissa Sue Tucker. Encouraging, inspirational, and life-changing content that makes a difference. Created specifically for you by OakCreekWellness.com. Hi guys, welcome back. Today I'm going to be doing things a little bit different than I did last week. Instead of interviewing anyone, I'm going to be sharing some thoughts and some things that I've found out recently and a little bit about my journey. Because yesterday, I don't know, I guess if you go back to my Facebook page at Oak Creek Wellness, I posted a video when I started on this journey and I said that I wanted to start the conversation around how we treat addiction and that it shouldn't be something that somebody goes to jail for. And I was naive enough to believe that I was starting that conversation because I hadn't heard anybody else or heard of anybody else having that conversation. But the reality is that conversation has been going on with Congress since the 60s and 70s and actually was gaining some movement or momentum until the 80s when we had the Just Say No in the 90s when we decided to do, you know, the three strikes you're out. I don't know, I'm a little pissed off. Actually, I'm really upset. Addiction is classified by the medical community as a disease, and yet people a lot of people are in jail because of their addiction. That doesn't make sense. The insurance companies treat cancer and all the way through till somebody's in remission or in recovery, and then they follow them. If you have breast cancer, you have a checkup every year for the next five years to make sure that you're still healthy and that you're still in recovery. We treat addiction a lot different. And I think you know a lot of it has to do with we think that it's a moral problem or we think that somebody has a choice. And to some extent, there there's some reality in that. I mean, just like somebody has a choice if they had cancer or not. They had a choice what they ate. They had a choice where they lived. What they didn't have a choice about was whether or not their body was predisposed, you know, had that predisposed to create the cancer. Same thing with diabetes, you know. Somebody has a choice about how much they weigh. Somebody has a choice about how much they eat. Somebody has a choice about their lifestyle. They don't have a choice about if their body is going to take that and turn that into diabetes or not. And it's the same thing with addiction. Many, many people have taken drugs. Many people have drank alcohol. Many people have taken pills. And that's mainly what I'm focused on. I understand that there's more addictions out there. But many people have taken these things and used these things and they don't develop the disease of addiction. But yet we'd rather sit there and judge people. And I've done it myself. And that's kind of why I'm having this conversation with you today is because yesterday I sat down with my new friend, Dave Cook. I'll tell you a little bit about him. He is a father of a son who's battling a heroin addiction. And his journey began in 2009. And he went down a path um, during the early part of that experience he was nearly destroyed financially, professionally, and personally. And 
he decided to take up cycling, gave himself a challenge. He was going to go for 100 consecutive days for at least an hour a day, just to see what would happen, just to take care of himself. And today he still uses cycling to spread his message. He doesn't tell his son's story because that's a story for him to tell. It's not Dave's story to tell, but he does tell his story. And it's a story of faith and love and grace and how God guides him through the most difficult or how God guided him and continues to guide him through the most difficult experience so that he can discover a place of peace, clarity, and purpose. And he shares that with other people that are going through similar things. Anyway, Dave's a coach and a blogger and podcaster. And you can find out more about him at 100pedals.com and come back to that in a moment. And um, you can find that link in the show notes, which will be addictionsupportpodcast.com forward slash episode three. Dave's a coach and we were sitting down having a conversation, get just getting to know each other. And he wanted to know why I'm doing this podcast. And he's very good at what he does. And we, he, <laughs> it's so hard for me. He was asking me why and diving deeper and helped me realize that I'm carrying a lot of pain and a lot of guilt and a lot of shame around things that I did and said around my brothers in the past. So I'm currently on a journey to embrace those feelings, really go back and relive some of that stuff so that I can fully experience it. And hopefully, sooner rather than later, get to a place where I can feel whole and heal myself around that and forgive myself for what I did because I know that there's going to be more power on the other side once I'm able to do that. It's not always an easy journey, though. Um, I'm sure I'll be sharing it with you because that's you know a large part of why I'm doing this podcast. In that conversation... Dave told me, it gave me a bunch of resources. He gave me some books and a, mo a movie or two, and I'll link to those in the show notes as well. But one of the resources, one of the movies that he told me about is called The Anonymous People. As of the time of this recording, that movie, documentary actually, is on Netflix. And so I'm going to talk to you guys about that because I think everyone needs to watch this movie. I'm just going to give you, basically, I'm just going to read to you what the film synopsis is and read some information to you. And if you're interested, please go watch the movie. Here's the film synopsis for The Anonymous People. It's a feature documentary film about the 23.5 million Americans living in long-term recovery from addiction to alcohol and other drugs. Deeply entrenched social stigma and discrimination have kept recovery voices silent and faces hidden for decades. The vacuum created by this silence has been filled by sensational mass media depictions of people in active addiction that continues to perpetrate a lurid public fascination with the dysfunctional side of what is a preventable and treatable health condition. Just like women with breast cancer or people with HIV and AIDS, courageous addiction recovery advocates are starting to come out of the shadows to tell their true stories. The moving story of the anonymous people is told through the faces and voices of the leaders, volunteers, corporate executives, and celebrities who are laying it all on the line to save the lives of others just like them. This passionate new 
public recovery movement is fueling a changing conversation that aims to transform public opinion and finally shift problematic policy towards lasting recovery solutions. The documentary is 88 minutes long, and there is a disclaimer. No member of a 12-step fellowship is identified as such in the film, and no footage has been taken inside meetings held by a 12-step fellowships. The project team has deep respect and admiration for longstanding, beautiful tradition of anonymity at the level of at the level of film. The project uses the lessons learned from the new recovery advocacy movement to uphold the sacred trust while presenting various perspectives of what this tradition means for people in recovery. It is an undeniable fact that recovery is bigger than any one particular pathway and the issues we must overcome together are bigger than any single component of recovery. And then there's a link to learn more about advocacy with anonymity. That's really hard to say about advocacy with anonymity. Here's the approach to the film. The trend in mainstream reality television, including shows such as intervention and celebrity rehab and in mass media news coverage of celebrity rehab scandals intently focuses on the drama of behavior that marginalize people suffering from a serious health condition. Graphic and sensational depictions of active drug and alcohol use may garner ratings. They also inform public opinion and policy. This unrelenting fascination with people's lives in active addiction ignores the other side. And that's that people can and do recover. For people still struggling with addiction and their families, the portrayals of American addiction epidemic may appear hopeless. But there is hope. The good news is that 20 to 25 million Americans with alcohol and other drug problems is the emergence of a vibrant grassroots recovery advocacy and support movement. Courageous people in long-term recovery and their allies are uniting for the first time in decades to offer hope and address America's most enduring public health problem. However, this public movement is still in its infancy stage of growth. The general public and even more millions in recovery are largely unaware of the existence of this new productive way of thinking, living, and serving. Recovery, like addiction, has existed too long in the shadows. The Anonymous People shines a light on the personal and societal values of recovery through the moving stories of people who are public about what their lives are like now that they're no longer using alcohol and other drugs. Understandably, some people in recovery are reluctant to go public, but when someone does put a face and a voice on the recovery with his or her personal story, the general public and the policymakers can finally access the powerful message of hope that has resonated for years in underground communities of recovery. No longer defined by their silence, the individuals in the film are stepping up and telling their stories. So I would definitely recommend that you take the 88 minutes and watch the movie and then do something about it. Don't just watch it for the sake of watching it, but watch it for the sake of seeing if there's something that you want to do and some way that you can get involved. Which leads me to my next portion of the podcast. So my buddy Dave Cook is doing a bike ride across America in 2016 in the summertime. And it's called the Empowerment bike or the empowerment ride 2016. And he wants to bring healing to families suffering from the addiction of a loved one while moving the addiction conversation out into the open. 
Dave is an accomplished author, international speaker, and parent of a son battling a heroin addiction. In his professional career, Dave was a dynamic strategist and coach. When his son's addiction turned Dave's life upside down, he rode his bicycle 100 consecutive days and completely changed his life. Today, Dave is fully committed to a more powerful passion, being an educational resource for families of loved ones with addiction and being an advocate of change on behalf of the addiction community. Dave is taking his ride to further heighten awareness of the issue of drug addiction in our society while ministering to parents and families struggling with addiction in their lives. So dates that he's going to be riding is July 30th through October 2nd, 2016. So Dave's featured city events and stops are LA, Flagstaff, Albuquerque, Amarillo, Tulsa, St. Louis, Chicago, Detroit, Pittsburgh, and finally, the final stop is New York City. This nine-week, 3,600-mile cross-country cycling trip from LA to New York City is an awareness campaign about addiction. He wants to educate communities about supporting those with addictions and encourage loved ones to share their stories and the silence, the guilt, and the shame. So if you would like to be a part of that, I'm going to include that information, but you can email him at dave at 100pedals.com. You can find him at 100pedals.com and that's just 100pedals.com or you can go to the empowermentride.com. I'll link to all that. He's looking for, he could really use some support through this and I'm getting on board. I'm really excited to be part of his support team. And um, I wanted to share that with you because I think that because it's time that we change some things. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. I know that there are a ton of other options and other things that you could be listening to. And I really appreciate you spending the time with me. Since you're still here, I'm going to ask you to do a couple things. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That's going to help other people find us too. And while you're there, leave a review. Let others know what you think about what we're doing over here. could really use your help. If you want to, we would love it if you would share it on social media or share it with a friend. If you'd like to join in on the conversation and share with me any thoughts or comments that you have, I'm on Twitter at Melissa S. Tucker. And if you'd like a copy of the show notes, those are at addictionsupportpodcast.com forward slash episode three. Thank you so much once again. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Addiction Support Podcast. Addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. www.addictionsupportpodcast.com.